If this entire thing fails, we'll just turn to ASMR. Who's making the decisions for you? Anyone can do it. I mean, look at Joe. Yeah, Come I mean. on, like chill. That is the most annoying thing I can possibly think of. Oh, uh, the long. She do. <sighs> and I'm just like. Ugh, that's awful. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show, everyone. I am actually recording at this moment. <laughs> yes. Are you really recording? Yes. I'm over here caught slipping eating my ramen. Bella's eating her ramen at the moment because I decided to eat my dinner before she even got here. Uh, so I'm sorry for eating my dinner before you. No worries. We might get a little ASMR action, but the show must go on. Yeah. If anything, if this entire thing fails, we'll just turn to ASMR mm-hmm. and just do like conversations over asmr tonight's tingles <laughs> tuesday tingles Tuesday tingles. um well welcome back to the podcast everyone uh as i mentioned last time so my name is toby fisher and with me is my co-host and one of my good friends bella isabella andrino the isabella the andrino but y'all can call me bella <laughs> everyone else calls you bella i mean i think i might be the only one that i think i know that these calls days you bella. Yeah. Uh, yeah all my friends who used to call me bella they no longer really speak to me anymore so <laughs> I think you are really the only last surviving Bella. I mean, besides my roommate, I think that might be the only one because, yeah, 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 honestly, you know, but we all grow up. Yeah, you know, life goes on. Some people go grow up as a Gregory, and then, yeah, you know, everyone goes through the phase. They want a different name. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have had a different name. I don't really think you could. (laughs) (sighs) No, I could have gone by my middle. I could have gone by my middle name, but I decided to not do that. Um, I don't know why I didn't like my middle name. What is it? It's Alex. Okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Alex. That's pretty friendly. I mean, it is, it, unless whenever I was growing up and my mom would call my name. Oh, like Toby Alex. Toby Alex. That sounds or like it yelling could be a full it. name. Oh, oh like, yeah. I could imagine a superstar named Toby Alex. Like if it was, okay, if, 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 if my name was hyphenated, I would be fine with that. I would okay. totally go by Toby Alex mm-hmm. all day, every day. Not Toby, not just Alex. And then one day in class eight, call me Alex. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the the like the new sub, like call me Alex. Alex. <laughs> We're not friends. Yeah. My friends call me Toby Alex. Um. So, you know, we mentioned last podcast that we were going to start talking about disconnectivity. <laughs> um, and for the first thing that I wanted to, you know, just open up and discuss was like the the weird things that we're seeing in a disconnectivity between like just the community as a whole and the world and like the things that we are seeing in the way that I, in a way I, I I mean I have to hit on it because it's one of my biggest things is you know the, the coronavirus and the lockdowns and everything that came with it really messes up a lot of what excuse me a, a human a human person needs in development to become a beneficial person in society, a productive person in society. And by not having that interpersonal communication Mm -hmm. and the, the seeing a person for their entire face. I mean, there's three regions of the face that are uh, nonverbal communicative signals that it's your forehead, your eyes and your mouth and your mouth is your biggest one. There's like your nose to your mouth is a massive area of, of, of 
of language that com comes from the face. And with these masks and with everything that comes with the lockdowns, like whenever you're not seeing these people every day, you're not seeing them face to face, mm -hmm. you're not able to read those nonverbal cues because people just pick up on nonverbal cues all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that the masks play a bigger part into the well, we're not seeing a person for their personality. We're seeing a person for their skin, their skin color, what mm -hmm. they look like. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I, I mean, it, it's a weird thing. I don't know what, what your thoughts are on, on the mask or anything and like how it plays a role into well, the connection between humans. With coronavirus, I definitely do think that it shed light on how important communication and connection is in your community. Right. Because now what we're what we're seeing is a massive increase of depression and suicide mm -hmm. and anxiety. And we are restricting children from building connections that we that was normal to us. Right. You know, we never experienced this like now now it's like a takeaway. They can't get any of this. Right. And with the masks also in, in general um, I just think conformity. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, it's always coming down to conformity with yeah. the mask, to be honest, because I mean, especially as states are lifting up and, and like we live in Texas mm -hmm. and Texas just decided to lift their statewide mask mandate and leave it up to the cities, which apparently is the most crazy thing that we could be doing. I don't, I don't get how it is the most crazy thing we could be doing. I literally went up to Oklahoma for work mm -hmm. And when I was there, it it was completely left up to the business. And the businesses I went into most of the time didn't care. Or they only required it for their employees because they were dealing with food or something like that. Mm. We get here and there's people like the smallest crowd. There was a Facebook post the other day I saw. And it was the smallest crowd I have ever seen at South Padre Island. Someone posted it and shared it and said, this is so irresponsible. I can't believe people are doing this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, w what are you getting from ranting about it when people are going out and living their lives? Mm -hmm. What are you going to get from shaming people, from mm -hmm. going out after a year, maybe even longer, depending on where you live, of just being cooped up in the same place not being able to travel go see different things go experience different things go collective collectively think mm -hmm. what do you expect is going to happen i know but why are you why are you so afraid of it and that's also another thing that i wanted to talk talk into is that i don't really know if they're necessarily afraid or if it's this like identity that they need to if this if there is this identity that they need to follow under because that is what's correct these days so it's like these people shame other others for not wearing the mask but i know that you've gone to a restaurant mm -hmm. and the for the majority of the time when you're at a restaurant i know where this is going are you masked on or masked no off? I, I, that's the crazy and thing don't you see family members? Don't you still go on them Tinder dates? Don't you still see friends and not wear the mask? Like I've seen, I've known people who will completely scrutinize mask wearers or um, anti-maskers. Uh -huh. And they literally had a party and they didn't want to tell yeah. anyone about it. And they told me, don't tell anyone about it. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. 
But it's like, how can you tell me not to tell anyone about it? And then you get mad at all these other people for anti-masking when your whole party was anti-mask style. Yeah. And... So that's what I'm saying. I don't the redundance. I don't necessarily think they're actually afraid because if they were actually afraid, they'd be cooped up. But they're not. They're still out and about. And so it's this this huge disconnectivity with community because there's this disconnectivity with the self. And uh, we can, you know, we're still going to touch up into that about how culture systems at play mm-hmm. are playing a role into your identity making. Well, and... Uh, and I'll even go to a little bit of stretch here. Like I, uh, as you were speaking, like I was thinking, like what if? I mean, it, it it does become like a struggle of like, are you conforming to like what are you conforming to? Are you conforming to what the government's telling you, or are you conforming to what your friends are telling you? Also, yes, yes, and no, but also, what? Why is it so bad? That the other side that's saying like, oh, like we're founded on freedom of speech, like we're founded on being able to do the things that we want and not being heavily regulated by government. Why is it so like anti-American to be saying like, no, like these are our rights, like to not have to wear a freaking face mask. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if it's conformity to a group of people or if it's conformity to an idea, but I I think that I I think you're on something there because I think that not having the same public, the public square, if you will, of, or the town hall of being able to sit here and generate different ideas and bounce back and forth, that disconnectivity is playing a role into your conformity. Like who are you conforming with? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think who's making the decisions for you. Yeah. Are you like the government is not there supposed to, is not supposed to be there to be our parent. Mm -hmm. Like they're the ones that are supposed to be there to protect and serve us. Mm -hmm. Like we elect them. They don't, I, I don't think that they do it. Sorry, like my dog is drinking water. It seems like we get emotions tied as if the government is our parents, though. Yeah, which is so weird to yeah. me. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's the way that I was raised. I did have, like, India. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. She's a thirsty girl sometimes. I don't know if it's the way that I was raised or something. Um, but I wasn't... I was never one to, like really 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 depend on my parents like I wouldn't say that they raised me to be super independent because at a certain point in my life when I was like okay like I'm ready to completely flee the nest like love ya Mm -hmm. thanks for the lessons like I'll come see ya whenever I can like I have my life to live they they kind of took it like in a in a bad way so they really didn't I don't want to say they took it in a bad way they i think they were afraid that i was going to make the wrong decisions in life but i would that's when i would try to constantly tell them like you raised me you should have enough confidence in your parenting that you raised me right granted i have a half brother who went off the walls and did his own thing um so maybe they were scared of that but i was giving them every reason to understand like you did fine 
So I never really, I don't know if it was the fact that I didn't latch onto them and completely depend on them for everything or if that's just how I am. Like I like to take control of the situation if I can, maybe that's what it is. Also, what about it? Like emotionally, would you, you know, address your, would you address your issues by yourself? Like emotionally or would you rely on them? Mm, that's a good one actually like no like I wouldn't really tell them about how I was feeling I did when I was younger but I think as I grew up with with my brother and I saw how things were with him Mm -hmm. and he didn't really show much emotion and he got so much praise I guess Mm -hmm. um younger me was kind of just like oh like I can't talk to them about my feelings Mm -hmm. or that's not the manly thing to do Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think that might have that could have played a little bit of a role into it for sure, um, but I didn't I no I, yeah I really didn't lean on them emotionally too much. Okay. I knew that they would be there. I think that's I think that's the thing. Security. That that's how our family was or is still to this day. Like, I still want to go on and do my own thing. Like I as soon as I graduated from college and as soon as I got a, a job like a big boy job, I got off their insurance. I switched my loans over to my name only. Um, I got my own car that they didn't have their name on anymore because I just don't want them to think like I'm latching onto mm-hmm. them in any way or like mm-hmm. depending on them because I don't know like I feel like I'm at that age where I don't there's certain things where I do need them I need their advice on life on growing up on how to deal with certain situations mm-hmm. at work because I don't know I, working now as an adult is so different than working at a, a $10 an hour job $13 an hour job you, you have different responsibilities and they're the only ones that can give me that information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really did rely on my friends more for the emotional support, mm-hmm. but that was also dangerous because if I did that, I would have ended up like my brother. Mm-hmm. And I did, if I did only that and didn't think about it myself and take what my parents were saying, what my friends were saying into account, I don't think I would develop into the person I was today. Right. Yeah. And I was asking about the emotional aspect because how we self-regulate our emotions plays a huge role into creating the identity that you are today. And with um, with kids now, it's like how they self-regulate is just go on social media mm-hmm. or post a photo to make themselves feel better. Yep, so they can get, that get acceptance. likes and comments and all that stuff. And we're seeing this disconnect between generations uh, between our, our generation and our parents generation mm. i don't really think parents check in on kids anymore so and how are you how, what is what is what is dinner like yeah for the average american oh yeah oh you know i think about that all the time to be honest like i don't know then again i haven't watched any like regular cable television shows in a while like i think the last show that i remember remember is mm. modern family or I think I watched an episode of Blackish. Maybe mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time that I've, besides those two episodes, that I've seen like a family dinner setting. Right. Like the family's winding down after the day and they're talking about their day and blah blah blah. blah. I don't yeah. think I've seen that in a hot well, minute. The parents are probably too busy on social media themselves. And I mean, yeah. When, when our generation, when we start to have children, don't you think that the women who are obsessed with social media right now at, at twenty years old will be obsessed by forty? still oh yeah they're definitely well it's gonna be worse and it's gonna be a, a huge a bigger disconnect than we're seeing now because this is gonna go back to 
coronavirus and how it's affecting children and adolescents. So when you were going through issues, we had parents. Thank goodness we had security in that regard. Right. Um, a lot of kids use their phones. We didn't. When we were kids and we were crying, we sucked it up in our room and just cried. I would... Oh, I would get hit with a belt. Oh, yeah. Me too. And I tell you what, that belt made me learn some lessons. Yeah, that shook me to the I, would, I would learn. I think maybe I could count how many times I've been um, spanked with a belt on my hand, in all honesty. Is it spanked or whipped? Mm. Let me know. Well, for modern times' sake, we'll say spanked. <laughs> because if I said whipped, because I would like I would consider it a whipping, a whooping, yeah. whooping, whipping. That's what I would be get. That's what I would get. Um, but I think a lot of the people wouldn't like that, or they'd be like, "Oh my god, your parents abused you." Like, no, no. I know. Yeah. I turned out just fine. That's <laughs> that was none of us. That's um, India's toy. It's a toy. <laughs> She's um, trying to get attention but, at the moment. Okay, so with children now, it's like okay. With us, we didn't have social media. Kids now do. But before that, before we talk about social media, because I know we are, um, what are kids doing during the pandemic? They can't talk to their parents about issues in their lives, and they can't see their friends. And, well, uh, uh, yes, 100%. And I also feel that the generational gap... <laughs> Come here. We got to get that squeaker. Stop. Drop it. I think... I think that the generational gap as well plays a big role into it because you, you started talking about the generations earlier and that's what made me remember about this. Um, I think that we in each generation have our own way of communicating in person in a sense of like, I remember when I was younger and my parents would constantly say like, you can't talk to me like that. Like, I'm not one of your friends. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like which I understand mm -hmm. now as an older adult, I understand. Mm -hmm. But as a kid, I was very like, I would just, you know, talk how I was talking mm -hmm. with my friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the respect aspect comes in as well. Mm -hmm. Because when you're talking like your peers, you're not seeing them as an elder. But when you're talking to your elders, you should be talking to them in their communicative patterns mm -hmm. because you're going to get more respect from them. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, like I, I look at things now that kids younger than me are saying like online and Twitter and everything. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't yeah. get it. I have to urban dictionary things now. I can't just piece it together and be like, oh, that's what this means. And it's like, no, but that's what like we called this person this or this type of person this not too long ago. Why are we changing it now? it's a generational thing yeah. and I think that that has played a big part in it because you have a lot of you have a lot of people nowadays living multi-generational in the home like mm -hmm. grandparents are now living with the parents a little bit more the kids are now moving back in with mm -hmm. their parents after college mm -hmm. it's just a, it's kind of a, a weird recipe for interesting conversations that don't make sense to certain people but if you don't have the ability to, what is it called? I think it's called code switching. Code switching, I think is what it, what it is, where you change how you're talking to someone uh, to fit their narrative or to appear better in their eyes. Mm -hmm. um, you, 
if you don't have that code switching ability, which I think a lot of people are lacking nowadays, yeah. I think that that increases the disconnect because you're not willing to say things that you are trying to say that you would with your friends to your elders mm -hmm. in a way that they understand. Mm -hmm. So then someone's like, well, what does that mean? And then you tell them. Or what I've seen a lot of these days is someone's grandparent or parent will ask them, well, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's like, mm -hmm. mm. well, now they might think that you're, you're talking about them in right, a negative that way. That it's like a negative. It's something negative. Yeah. I just, and it I takes, feel it takes bidirectionality too in terms of a mutual respect. Yeah. You oh know, yeah. Like, like it's not just us saying, "Oh my gosh, our parents are the worst." It's like think about you telling, saying that, "My parent is the worst." Yeah. What is what is your perspective? You know, and this is the bidirectionality that I'm talking about. Is that we can't always blame the parents. No. I, well, you you definitely can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like I've seen it. I, I am living, breathing proof mm -hmm. that your the parents can do everything in their their being to make sure that a kid has the best life, turns out the best, makes the best decisions in life. Mm -hmm. And it falls on the person to make those changes they need to. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I think that that... that I think you can, by generalizing that it's the parents' fault is almost equating it to, oh, it's the teacher's fault mm -hmm. that they are mm -hmm. not learning or that they're stupid. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. you. It, it is up to the determination and the willpower of that person mm -hmm. to want to learn it, to want to engage the, in the conversations, mm -hmm. or they're going to be left behind. So we've... This disconnectivity has not only increased our generational disconnectivity, but our inability to effectively communicate with each other and like express our ideas. And I think that's also where it goes into the whole political realm mm -hmm. of the older generation not being able to explain their policies mm -hmm. to the younger people. Mm -hmm. And the younger people are also wanting it right now. Right. And it's like, whoa. Oh, who was it? Um... Courtney, not Courtney Cox. Um, she's a black-haired comedian. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Silverman, I think is what her name is. I don't remember what her name is, but I'll have to look it up. Um, if you don't know, uh, if you do know her name and you know what video I'm talking about, but then you're you're gonna be right on the on the money with this one. She literally had said in her podcast setup, <laughs> her live stream setup, she was like. I don't think, I think it's the abs, she called it absoluteness of the party that I claim to be a part of that is turning me away from it. And by that she meant, she was like, it's this way, it has mm -hmm. to be done at this time, mm -hmm. or there, it's this way, or no way, or goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, someone's waking up, someone's seeing, someone's actually becoming woke. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, you're a celebrity who's now like Russell Brand when he started making his videos. What were your thoughts whenever Russell Brand started making his videos? You know, I have always been indifferent about Russell. Oh, me too. I hated him. And 
Absolutely. And I've, I've, I've watched a couple of his videos. I've enjoyed it, actually. And you know what? Isn't it weird that I've expected it? It's what I've expected from him. I don't know. I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't that surprised. I mean, I know that he was a little kooky and stuff like that, but it's kind of giving me like Jim Carrey vibes where like he was like wa- wacky and then super spiritual, you know? Well, I think he I think he fell for the message. And the message was that, oh, it's going to be all hunky-dory. It's going to be wonderful, blah, 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 blah. They all fell for and the he's, hope he's thing. He's really surrounded in Hollywood. <laughs> India. That was confirmation. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, I think he honestly saw what was happening. I think he started asking or, or seeing the, con- the inconsistencies or just the multiple when i say multiple i'm saying that with a capital p multiple um i don't know why i said that multiple (laughs) uh coincidences how many different coincidences or like oh they said this but now they're doing this oh they said two thousand dollars on the next day that i'm in office not one of those 30 executive orders became that Mm -hmm. i think it's that Mm -hmm. That people are really starting to like, oh, but they don't want to admit they're wrong. Right. No one wants to admit they're wrong. No. I don't want to admit I'm wrong. Well, I no, can say that. Because everyone wants to look at themselves in the best light possible. Well, the losers never talk about losing the battle. Right. They never write down or record the history. It's right. always the winners. They just talk about their peacock moments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is like very short fleeting. Yeah. Very short. <laughs> But that's also what social media has turned into. It's those peacock moments that can you lay that one thing on that person that can absolutely take off on social media and someone's gonna be like, that's funny. That's amazing. That's hilarious. Like you got them. Mm -hmm. That's what it's become. It hasn't become like actually saying facts or pulling truth right. or the logical I mean, thinking let's, let's <laughs> pull up a recent scenario here cardi b lying about candace owens uh, husband <laughs> having a entanglement with her brother so that was a completely fake tweet i don't really want to get into the whole spiel but just exactly like that cardi b didn't take time to analyze her facts she just felt like damaging the character she just felt like damaging the character and she posted a completely false tweet that that was completely photoshopped yeah and what nothing i mean yeah she deleted it because lawyers got involved but <laughs> no yeah, are you kidding candace, me uh, candace says she's suing her i mean it, it with complete legitimacy yeah. that was complete yeah, slander because, because cardi has millions of followers young followers and she's spreading this false information and just it was like the tweet was so vulgar honestly i should have taken oh, a screenshot yeah, no. before it got deleted it was like what is wrong with this woman it was like really alarming a little disturbing actually very disturbing that right there that's my thing i don't understand how people are sitting here like they're not i think that we lack perspective yeah i think it's because they're not thinking of what if that was me right like, what if that was me? Like, wh- or what if that was Candace to Cardi B? Mm-hmm. What would you be saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? How, like, nobody is, th- because we aren't, it's me or nothing. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I that I, I cannot get on board with right. because you have to work together. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be this one shoe fit, one size fits all shoe. Mm-hmm. You've got to sit here and go get those Velcro mm-hmm. sketchers and try to figure out how tight you want them before you run. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Before you attack a person's persona and character without even knowing like just because of one idea and this is what's scary is that people still will attack your persona even knowing you and they will they will they will forget about all the amazing great memories that you've had together just because you decided to come out supporting an idea that they did not like and felt uncomfortable with now and this is where disconnectivity plays into this one do you think that's because of what they've heard about this general group or do you think it's because they have not taken the time like there's been there's been a disconnect in between the time that you've known each other Mm -hmm. and they haven't sat down with you since that time Mm -hmm. that they knew you when you were younger Mm -hmm. to know exactly how you're thinking about about things because there's been times where Mm -hmm. i'll talk to old friends who are at the time we weren't thinking about politics like i was kind of reading about it i wanted to to know about it but i was not getting into the level of it that i am today right um they come i find out that they're pretty darn liberal because it's Mm -hmm. but it's only i mean okay let me let me backtrack yeah circle back yeah let me circle back they're not super liberal they are what i would consider an actual moderate a Mm -hmm. liberal leaning moderate who cares more about some social issues mm-hmm. than fiscal. Right. Whereas I would say I am a more conservative fisc like a conservative fiscally conservative moderate in the okay. sense of, yeah, I care about the social issues, but not to the point where it gets too extreme, like mm-hmm. basic things. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, they, they would start to say certain things and I was like, Oh, like we actually agree on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but it's those little things that some people will just latch onto right. and never go past it. Like, Oh, because right. they think that they're a bad person yeah. or they think that they're a complete, uh, what is it? A complete soy boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. that's bad. Like if you don't have that connection and talking mm-hmm. with people with those different ideas, yeah. What's scary that it's not even just like, oh, they have that idea that makes them a bad person. Okay, I get that. But it's like they support that one person with an array of ideas who's like, you know, like politics is not everything to everyone. Yeah. You know, and that's why I'm kind of like with the disconnect that I have with some of my uh, friends in the past. It's like, y'all remember me? I when did I ever bring up politics? I know how to not bring up politics because politics isn't my life. No, it's not my it's, identity. Well, it's not, I don't want it to. It takes so much time to learn everything that's going on because once you get down to the nitty or once you learn the surface level, then you're kind of like, oh, this goes a little bit further. Let's learn about that now. And then you just get into this hole because you realize that our government is this entire black hole of mm-hmm. nothingness words that are constantly changed to be completely unreadable unusable Mm -hmm. in basic word format you have to interpret it in a certain way and that's what oh it just gets so confusing oh yeah i don't like it (laughs) i don't like it one bit the government has definitely played a big part into our identity 
yeah. um, creating and oh, having yeah. whatever you want to call it. And it's not just the government. It's all the big systems in our lives. And I was thinking about this the other day. The role you play in society today has been gradually acquired over the years uh-huh. through your subjective experiences. Yeah. And with those subjective experiences, a majority of it is derived from these systems in place. And so that's a mo- that's many different types of systems. It's your government, education. I mean, our education experience in Round Rock, Texas is probably very different from New York City. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, let's talk about let, if we have any listeners listening from outside the state of Texas, we have state history. Mm-hmm. We learn about Texas history. Mm-hmm. So there's a good, what, two two grade levels where that's all we learn yeah that's right yeah think about that <laughs> Dang, why are we so obsessed <laughs> if that's it, it, and this is where i don't uh, okay that's where i could i could say i understand having a basic curriculum standard but i without think without the critical race theory yes <laughs> 110 that out there y'all because we're going to talk about it eventually <laughs> but i i think that it should also be self-paced yeah like it cannot you if you if you right. go on and you learn these classes and you just so happen to fly through it and learn it on your own mm-hmm. and you're done what why why shouldn't you be able to mm-hmm once i realized so i actually asked my parents this after i went to college i was like why did you not let me take these classes early or let me go graduate you use the alternative route mom she she was like we didn't think you were ready and it's like well you you aren't me maybe they weren't ready maybe they weren't because that's what's really hard about searching alternative schooling and like i talk to my mom about it all the time like because i'm like saying Man, why couldn't you jump on that train, girl? But whatever. <laughs> right. It's fine. I had to go through public school just so I can understand how it, how it works, how it is, how it affected me as a person. But that's the thing my mom told me is that a lot of parents will think it's a lot of work. And yeah. that's sad because it's for your kids, man. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's the once I learned a little bit more about how that that education thing worked with, mm-hmm. with that campus, the alternative campus. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, this is so much simpler than having to sit here for eight hours, eight, nine hours a day, plus doing extracurriculars Mm -hmm. after school to get into college. Like it was, it seemed like such a waste of time. Right. Like I, I think high school should definitely be changed and we're really getting off topic from discommunication honestly (laughs) no honestly it all it it all really ties in place we're talking about a disconnect with community and there's a disconnect with community because we don't know ourselves first and foremost we don't understand ourselves why don't we understand ourselves why do we have such a hard time saying who are you if i ask you who are you what do you say most most people say identity Uh, I i am a woman I am Hispanic, I am Catholic, I'm this, I'm that. It's like, but no. Who really are you? Mm-hmm. Why Why immediately when someone asks you who you are, you automatically say your job. You may say your race. You say your sex. I am sick and tired of that. And the government has played a huge role in identity politics. And it's extremely toxic and corruptive. Because it, and, and, and this is also, because it takes away from the identity. It takes away from intrinsic mm-hmm 
intrinsic love that you know about yourself you know mm -hmm. instead of saying i'm a woman i'm hispanic i i'm a teacher why don't you say i'm loyal i'm brave because it's I not love. it's not identity at that point like you can't say like i'm a loving person like that's not an identifying character there's no like there's a whole bunch of people who are loving in the world but right. everybody lo I, I don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of really going at it with this one but I think you don't like people say those things because they want a sense of community in every mm -hmm. room they go to. Mm -hmm. They want to have that collectivism. We need like which, the eye, though, which we need. It's, it's visual with a lot of this identity. No, no, it's psychological because they're saying those things that like, oh, my name is blah 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 blah. I'm gay. I blah blah blah. I work here. This is my job. I'm a nurse. I'm mm -hmm. a doctor. Like by doing that you are you're you're placing your identity with those characteristics mm -hmm. but nobody's asking you like what makes you you mm -hmm. that's the thing nobody's asking right. what makes you you they're asking who are you mm -hmm. and you play those identity right. things so i think it's people constantly wanting to have the the hyper connectivity in a sense and like they want that yeah. instant there yeah, we go that it's instant, the instant connectivity instant, that's instant. what it is and we we know we know with our generation we have a huge instant instant um, gratification, gratification of everything disorder i'm gonna call it a disorder i'm sorry y'all but instant gratification disorder and all of us have it well and, and that's what leads to the hyper uh, hypodermic hypodermic needle theory which it it's we want the instant gratification that our thought is right, that what we're thinking, what we say is right. So we only follow and search and look mm -hmm. for and inject our brain with this information mm -hmm. that tells us this is what the reality is. Mm -hmm. When in actuality and by thinking and talking mm -hmm. to other people, you're able to see like, oh, maybe this is different. Right. Maybe this isn't as bad. There's an episode of South Park where they completely, um, they completely dive into this and they talk about that. They make I think his name's Schizo. He's the one that's paranoid, super paranoid. Um, Ch is it Butters? No, it's not Butters. <laughs> it's the long-haired one. I think his name's Skits. Um, he starts seeing these episodes or the the news like. Oh, there's a school shooting and blah 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 blah. I think this is the hypodermic needle. I might be I might be wrong on this. I need to look this theory up again. Um, but I thought it was very interesting. Um, he sees on the first news channel that he turns on. Uh, there's a school shooting at this place. School shooting. Oh, shooting at the supermarket. And literally every single time, they all say, "This just goes to prove that nowhere is safe for our kids." So he goes to school the next day and he starts getting skitzed out by right. the dude who's selling him. Uh, sorry, he goes to school the next day. He's already worried and paranoid that everybody's looking at him, wanting to kill him. Mm -hmm. Then they go to the movie theater and it turns out that he thinks that the movie theater guy is trying to also mm -hmm. kill him or give him something. And mm -hmm. like you create your own anxiety. Yeah, it's self-inducive, it seems like. And th that kind of brings back to this example that I was thinking um with okay there's subjective experiences you have and with those experiences 
you have to be able to dissect okay what is culture telling me that this experience is true and what is the experiences yes. that i actually have have gone through that i know that's incorrect so for example you know i've had people saying bella people are dying white supremacists are shooting a bunch of black people on the streets i'm like okay girl wait have you ever seen a Klansman walking around because I haven't, and I we've been in the same school, private school. Let me just put that out there. Mm. We were in the same private school, and I there was no Klansmen around killing a bunch of black people, and this was Rochester, New York, okay? And I'm like, you probably wouldn't survive a day without public safety around. Oh, don't even get me started on this one. Let me tell you, I, I could go off that. But we're going to have to save that for a yes, whole other episode. But wait, I could go off. But yes, but it goes back on. OK, it's like the news is telling you there's a bunch of white supremacists killing a bunch of black people. But what does your subjective experience tell you? Where are the Klansmen? That's my question. I tell you what, this is why I'm so thankful for the degree that I have in uh, uh, the, the study of communications. Here's here's my thing. I prefer studying. I preferred studying that over my chemistry and uh, psychology mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that because, or actually, I loved psychology. This is the weird thing. I loved my psychology, hated chemistry and biology. Mm. But I think it was because psychology. A lot of it is theories, and you can relate it to yourself. It's so personal. Yes. It's so relatable. Psychology yes. is. But then, so is communications. Like mm-hmm. communication theory in general. They're all theories mostly. None of them are completely true. Right. But it's because we see this constant thing. Like there's um I forget what it I forget what theory it's called, but it relates to the fact that people like humans in general inherently know when you're happy you smile, mm-hmm. when you're mad you frown, right. when you're sad you cry. Right. When you're hurt you feel pain. We inherently know this. Mm-hmm. Even deaf people, even blind people mm-hmm. will have never seen a smile on their face, mm-hmm. never seen a frown. Mm-hmm. They j- they we'll do like they crack right. a smile. They learn to laugh. Right. And it's like, well, how did they how they learn how to do that? Right. And it's that personal communication that's, again, being lacked because mm-hmm. of coronavirus. Like kids can't yep. experience in person. Intimacy. Very much. Yeah. And. Uh, that's been completely taken over by the digital world and everything's easier i mean it's like oh my gosh it's like we've been preparing for coronavirus yeah because online schooling was so easy like with you know with zoom it was like they were they were ready yeah but it just seemed like everything fell into place so yeah. easy um i don't know i think it I think those who were willing to already like make such a big technological advance were already they're the ones who thrived everyone else complete chaos it's been absolutely horrible mm-hmm. these kids I mean uh, there was a news article I saw the other day I can't, I can't remember where or who, who wrote it so don't call me on this but I'm pretty sure you can google it and find it or duck 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 go it and find uh, yeah, it duck, we duck, don't go use google find it. on this podcast we only use duck duck go and yandex Yandex. Mm. I haven't heard about that. This is Russian sites. Good. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Wonderful. It's all right. It's all right. It's good. Um, but this news, this news site or this news article the other day talked about how kids who are out of school are also talking about self-harming more and self-harm has gone up in kids. Yeah. 
it's because they don't have that release right. or that way to talk with their own exactly. generation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. outside of their home. Right. And they can't that disconnect with that. Like I, how I think of people in a sense, and I'm literally just drumming this up. This may change later on. Maybe I'll say this later on in another mm-hmm. episode. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I see people as now kind of like how iPhones have wireless charging. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're people are the, the iPhones our people are the battery mm-hmm. and the places we go are our charging hubs. Right. The places where we have certain communities, because mm-hmm. I can tell you, I have a different personality that I am at work mm-hmm. because I don't feel comfortable being my 24 year old self in mm-hmm. a corporate position mm-hmm. with a bunch of 30 plus year olds. Right. Literally I'm the youngest one at the entire corporate office. Yeah. That's kind of nuts. Um, I have a different personality when I'm with my friends. I have a different personality with I'm when I'm with certain friends mm-hmm. that are in that friend group. Mm-hmm. So when you when you aren't with those charging hubs, your battery is just drained. Yeah. And then you yeah. go to sleep and you try to recharge it. You're not doing the same things you used to that brought you happiness. Well, you like your happy meter is. Yeah. You don't know how to self regulate anymore. Like we children feel like they can't talk to their parents because they think their parents are lame and they just don't get it and so they're not gonna even like you said like some grandma or an aunt or something was like well what does that mean they're like eh, yeah don't worry about it well i mean and the reason why i said we're like a battery is because like when you when you go to those hubs and you're not getting fully charged Mm -hmm. you're shorting your battery Mm -hmm. just as you would with like anything technology Mm -hmm. that's battery based if Mm -hmm. you plug it in and unplug it and plug it in and unplug it and Mm -hmm. don't let it fully cycle its Mm -hmm. battery Mm -hmm. and get what it needs to Mm -hmm. fully charge right it's going to die right and when people think that they're running low on battery, they think, oh, well, let me just go hang out with this person or that person or this person. They instant, don't know how to be alone. Instant dopamine satisfaction. And, and again, like. Or serotonin. Which one is it? Dopamine. Is it dopamine, dopamine. that brings you happiness? Mm-hmm. What's serotonin do? Uh, serotonin is kind of like Euphoria? mellow. Euphoria? No, no, it's mellow. Oh. Um, there's a, uh, it starts with an O. There's another one with an O. Oxytocin? That, yeah, that's that's the happy, happy one. Dopamine is like reward satisfactory. Oh. And then serotonin is like moody, 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 like chill. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, but anyway, okay, okay, so okay. I think that there is a huge disconnect with community because there is a huge disconnect with the self. We don't understand ourselves and we think that we need to recharge by uh, reaching out to other people, reaching out to other little pawns i guess and with ourselves it's like well what do you do when you're alone you're just on your phone on instagram and facebook all day that think of like people are like oh whatever like we don't think about it at all but guys seriously think about how it's affecting you ladies and gentlemen we have a hammer hitting the nail on the head because that right there we don't know ourselves Mm -hmm. and ask yourself like and you know it, it it's like an addiction. So mm-hmm. I'm not really one to be, you know, judging or anything like that because I definitely have these addictive tendencies to dopamine rewarding factors. We all do. We're we all, all do. addicts in certain ways. Just certain things mm-hmm. aren't considered an right. addiction. Right. But there are certain things that you can do to start asking yourself, okay, am I an independent person? What can I do alone? Can you go to the grocery store alone? Can you go study in the library alone? Can you go get food alone? I mean, see, and uh, and this and a is lot of people can't. I mean, this is the disconnectivity with the self. Um, 
I have a friend who I haven't known her that long, um, but she's a friend of a friend who I've been. So my friend who she's is this friends me? with. Just kidding. No. <laughs> Just um, kidding. It's actually my roommate. Um, so she she constantly is dating like these guys who are be- beautiful. Uh, noodle spill. Um, Oopsie. <laughs> Um, she's constantly dating these guys that are not, they're not, they're just not for her. Mm. Like they're, they're beautiful men. Like personally, like very, I think they are very attractive, Mm -hmm. but psychologically they're not on the same maturity level as her. Like think of it this way. You've got someone who I think was studying, ex-phys something like that i think he was an athlete this girl's a neurosurgeon like a a neurology major and applying to med school and literally applied once and i think i can't remember what happened to it um but she didn't get she didn't get denied i think she just didn't do it like she got scared of the denial Hmm. um but there was one day where I, I, I called her and i was like you know like i really because there was one guy one guy she brought to a party and he first off came in and asked like do only y'all only listen to this edm crap and we're like bro you're at our party you know no one except your girlfriend here calm down then he wanted to fight me he thought i was looking at him wrong when i was literally just looking at the pretty lights that were right behind him because someone (laughs) like i'm space cadet adhd i'm like oh pretty lights and i'm just gonna sit there and stare at it if it's making a cool little motion uh like visual asmr Mm -hmm. Um, he wanted to fight me, but she's constantly choosing these people that I don't think love her the way that she needs to be loved mm-hmm. because she hasn't loved herself that way. Mm-hmm. And I only say that mm-hmm. because I'm speaking from my experience. Right. I hated myself all the way up until my sophomore year of college. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely hating yourself all through middle school. All through, I mean, I wouldn't say elementary school. I didn't know myself back then. (laughs) I was just a kid living life. All through middle school, all through junior high, and then definitely through high school when I felt completely alienated, like I didn't belong anywhere. But something kept on telling me, like, don't have those thoughts. Like, you shouldn't be thinking that. There's nothing, there's no reason for you to be thinking that. Like, you are here. That's whenever I start to think about, like, oh, uh, like my my mom could have, not had me Mm -hmm. like if my parents did not meet and my mom didn't get out of the situation she did when she was younger Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't be here Mm -hmm. um it's you if you don't love yourself and it it wasn't until i came to that realization and i was like i love where my life is right now like Mm -hmm. it could be so much worse Mm -hmm. and you start to like find out the things that actually make you happy like Mm -hmm. that's loving yourself when you Mm -hmm. find those things that give you that like natural rush of of dopamine or serotonin whichever chemical it is dopamine (laughs) dopamine um that's like that's turning a page Mm -hmm. that's loving yourself Mm because you're giving yourself happiness by doing something that your brain is like yeah right this is what i need yeah and i think again this um disconnect with community mm-hmm. also plays a role in our um relationship establishments you know 
I mean, for example, at the Grammys, right? We see that performance. I'm, I'm, I mentioned Cardi twice this podcast, but hey, I guess she's a little on my mind. You know. But I. With that wop. With that wop. But the Grammys, you know. Okay, first of all, I remember I said last podcast nobody cared about the Grammys. I just wanted to say that. Um, there was about a 50% decrease in viewings from 2020 to 2021. You came with the facts. <laughs> there was 18.7 million viewings in 2020. and 2021, there was only 7.9 million watching. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. Everyone's sick of it. And why? Well, That's have, more than 50% have, drop. But you have trash like WAP. It dropped because of the WAP. That's why. It really oh did. It God. dropped. Did she perform? Yes. I didn't even really catch up on the whole Candace Owens stuff. They were stuff. like doing like scissor stuff performance. <gasps> no. Yeah. And this is CBS. So it's like, okay, this type of, this type of, I don't even know what to call it, honestly. I don't really, performance, idea, whatever, this type of like influence is first of all hollywood is obsessed with it music industry is obsessed with it and who is obsessed with music in hollywood young adolescents and they're watching stuff like this and no wonder why people are stuck with crappy relationships in their lives it's because people that they're looking up to like cardi b is you know again like we talked about with candace owens and then her doing this wop uh, well that's why her and that's why they got into a fight because of that wop performance because children are streaming and it's not and here's my thing like i want to make this very clear like it's definitely not just cardi b it's people like kim kardashian as well right it's not just cardi it's not just cardi it's it's really what society has played as a whole hollywood does play a huge huge role into creating your identity what is cool what is what is hot i mean to be wanted by a man according to someone like cardi b you would want to exploit yourself sexually. That's how you would get the man. Mm-hmm. And this is like a lot of, same with Kim Kardashian, get the man, look hot, be hot. Well, Paris Hilton, that's hot. Mm. You know what I mean? Just, just, just you know, th- they, they want you to identify a certain way and they use this, like, you're a woman, identify with me. And then it's doing all this stuff and it's like, I'm just not with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all this time I've gone along with it. I've never really said anything about it because everyone else seemed to be okay with it. So I'm like, oh, okay, if all my peers are okay with this type of language and this type of behavior, then maybe it is like okay to do. Like, you know, what what's the big deal? But no, it, it is a big deal. And we could talk about that some other time. But um, just like uh, in general... Like I think that viewing a the disconnect with community has luckily gotten myself to be more reconnected with myself. Agreed. Which is great. I I think that's one thing that could definitely be a benefit that came out of the whole COVID crisis mm-hmm. was you know a lot of people really did find themselves right. and they were probably thinking thinking okay I'm not seeing my friends in class every day and they're not reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. Do they not really care? Or like, who are my real friends yes. in all this? 100% with that one. Like, who's reaching out? Mm-hmm. I mean, who? I mean, it's it comes down to, like, do you surround yourself with the people that you want to, like, you are the people you hang around with. Mm-hmm. Like, who you, 
who you connect mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. who you grow up around, mm-hmm. they shape and influence who you become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not around those people, you're not going to become the same person that you would have been had you seen them every single day. Right. This is how a human a human develops. Right. And that's the thing about the brain. And besides the fact that the brain is the only organ to to study itself. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that Gosh. that should be that should be mind-boggling enough to think like we are so complex trying to fit people in a box that you're this or you're right. that is so That's unfair. It's almost impo- it's almost impossible. It's impossible and it's unfair to put and, someone in a box. Exactly. And like that's where that's where my my job comes into play because I, I i loved studying communications because i wanted to learn how to communicate across a broad spectrum because i don't agree with target marketing i don't agree with this we need to hit men this age to this age that like this color mm-hmm. that work out on tuesdays and mm-hmm. thursdays from six to four blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. i know that's a really long workout schedule <laughs> um i i don't think it should be done that way i think that's it's a disadvantage for the companies who are smaller who can't afford to pay for that kind of marketing Mm -hmm. but then it's also almost an invasion of privacy because it's like it's so intrusive and a lot of people don't realize they're signing up for it oh yeah no not at all that's like google uh did you see that google just had so apple started to like basically uh, i want to first off say yes i am i'm an apple fan but i do think some of the things that they're doing might be ill-intended Mm-hmm. Or or the concept of hiding in plain sight is coming out in them right. of, oh, like we're, we're so secure. Like y- nobody should sell your data. Yeah. Like no one should give it to the government. Right. But low key, do we know what they're doing I'm, with our data? I'm just waiting for one day we wake up in some dystopia where we just have pair phones oh, instead uh, of Apple or just the, a, the ring, a banana. the movie, the ring, <laughs> the uh, no, the circle. The Circle with Tom Hanks and Emma Roberts. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, you need to watch that. That is that is totally talking about Apple and Google or a combination of both or like a, as a combination of both or mm-hmm. separately. 100% need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Well, such an underrated movie. So underrated. It's just like The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I watched The Matrix for the first time like two months ago. Mm-hmm. That was a documentary, yeah. not a science fiction. I know, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I said this on the last podcast too. It's when things start to feel like a movie that I'm kind of like, right. something's going on here that right. I don't agree with. Even down to the color of the pills. I'm <sighs> like, wow, okay. The color of the pills. Play it like that. That's like The Simpsons with the, the Donald. Have you ever right. seen that video where I, it's I like. I haven't seen like the full. I mean, I haven't seen the full episode, but oh, I just you know can't he find dies it. or something. You can't find it unless you like pay for pay that effort. episode alone. But that just episode. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Just like you can't find a Joe Biden's recent town hall anywhere on mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, they took it down because he got terrible ratings in most of his videos that he always gets terrible ratings <laughs> which is terrible it's like oh my gosh it's like you know what joe we know that you're trying okay whatever but to hide like it's like just own it we know y'all your videos get the worst ratings i've ever seen but just own it well and i think like okay trump made the presidency funny mm-hmm 
Um, honestly, he gave Popular. it. A, he gave it a humanistic sense, right? In a sense, like people mess up, people right. say the wrong things, people get like things get misinterpreted. Right. But no, not Joe Biden's things. His are face value like that's what that's what's going on oh gosh that's really scary (laughs) we're looking at all what he says as face value if that is if everything what joe biden says is face value then should we take president harris as something as face Mm. value because he said president harris how many times now that's a good point that's a very good i mean how many times are my mom brought that up up today (laughs) via text yeah she was like president biden did it again um, this is why I can't call him president because he's over here calling Kamala president. So I don't know who to call president. I don't. I don't either. And like, it's interesting. It's like uh, when Trump got into presidency, I felt as if okay, I feel like there's this um, this step in society where it's like okay, if you work hard for it, you don't have to be a politician to be a president or. You just don't have to be a politician to be a politician. That just that, you yeah. know what I mean? You don't like have that's to be what in Trump, law. right, <laughs> right, and like that's what Trump gave me, and he allowed politics to be like a lot better interpreted, just for someone who's not yes. into it. You know, like it was really um, like I didn't know how certain amendments or certain laws could apply to certain things that he was doing, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh. Right. I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. And like once I started, like once I started taking a look at what Donald Trump was saying, everything got a lot more exciting. Yeah. Um, but with Joe Biden, what's interesting is that he is the first president I could officially say where like anyone can do it. I am smarter than the president of the United States. And I feel that to be true with certainty. And that's crazy. So, okay, hey, I'll give it to him. At least he's encouraging all who's out there. Anyone can do it. I mean, look at Joe. Yeah, Come I mean, on. To be Anyone honest. can do it. <laughs> Anyone can do it. That's very true. <laughs> I, I I just think, I think he was, I think he was just that shockwave that we needed to, to wake people up and well, see. Well, it was electric. Mm, that's very true. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I, but it was I. But also, I think it's, it was the it was that disconnect too. Mm-hmm. I think it was the disconnect from the presidency and even people in government, like mm-hmm. lo- people who have been in government for longer than pe- some people have been in their career field. Mm-hmm. Think about that, like that. Right. That's kind of scary yeah. in and of its sense. That's like now that I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's people people lacked understanding of the disconnect of how disconnected from their communities of the people they serve they are Mm -hmm. and i think now we're seeing it we're seeing how disconnected they are when you've got people like nancy pelosi going on and showing her refrigerator of a bunch of ice cream it's like i i don't know if these people understand like they're trying to be funny or they're trying to be relatable but they're just so disconnected they don't know how to. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Right. And I think Donald I, I think that's the that's the weird part. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm some Donald Trump cheerleader. Mm-hmm. It was just the fact like there's so many of these things where you're mm-hmm. just like, why have politicians been doing it like this for so long? Mm-hmm. And then you start to think back to like our founding fathers, like none of them literally had on their resume, oh, I was a senator for my first career. Mm-hmm. I was a 
a mayor. I was this. I was that. They were generals. They were Mm -hmm. authors. They were Mm -hmm. scholars. Mm -hmm. They were smart. Mm -hmm. They were strategic. Mm -hmm. Maybe I wouldn't say Donald Trump is smart or the smartest. Mm -hmm. I think he's intellectual. Mm -hmm. I think he's super intellectual, very witty, and very, like, savvy. savvy. Best word right Mm -hmm. there. You need someone like that to run a country mm-hmm. because yeah. if we're going to talk about this in the right way, like we think that the country doesn't run the same as a business, but it does. Right. A country has exports, products it sells. Country has imports, products it buys. Company has employees, people it pays, us. Why, why would you not want someone who's run a business ran him into the ground twice Mm -hmm. and still built himself back up why would you not want that person when if you think about it this way Mm -hmm. our country had one economic downfall one bankruptcy the great depression then we had a second bankruptcy the uh what was it not not the not the second great depression what was it called the 2008 whatever that economic crash was you could say that we could say that we pretty much went bankrupt twice why would you not want someone who's been through bankruptcy, who's seen things right. fail, to what, build it up? Right, and now they were using his bankruptcy as like he's a failure. I'm like, wow, that's super critical. To if say. I have two bankruptcies, but I'm still a billionaire yeah. before I'm president, right? Oh my gosh, slap me and call me stupid. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? Why is that? Why? How is that a failure? Right. Because everybody before he was running for president said they wanted to be like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Right. That that was the American dream. They wanted the women. They wanted mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. They wanted the gold. Yeah. I mean, and that I think that's the other weird part. Yeah, I, I was waiting for those stats to come out. Mm-hmm. I was waiting to see how much net wealth that man was going to lose being president. Mm-hmm. For him to lose half his wealth. Oh, I was giddy with excitement because it's like, okay, now let's look at every other president before him. Oh, yeah. And let's look at how much money they made. Made. You can't tell me someone makes $40 million off of book sales in four years. That's $10 million in book sales a year. I don't even know what that breaks down to. But that's that's got to be some other charges that are coming or some payment somewhere why are you getting paid as a president? You're a public servant. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that afterwards you get security, you get all this stuff that's still paid for by the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough benefit. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be getting paid within those four years. Like you are a public servant mm-hmm. elected by the people. Mm-hmm. You should have your own job. I mean, I uh, let me step back. I'm going a little too far there. Mm-hmm. I think you should have your own job if you're not the president. Do I think you should get paid for the president? Yes. But as much as they do, hell no. Oh, no. Absolutely not. They get everything else floated for the entire four years. Right. Just write it off that way. Right. Don't literally, literally, I would not take a paycheck, but anything that I wanted to do, like, if it was a travel thing or if I wanted to, like, I would probably give myself, like, a spending budget. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of a paycheck, mm-hmm. I want $1,000 to spend when I go to this place. Right. I would take that payment. <laughs> Imagine how much money we would have left over. Imagine the things that would get done if those people weren't relying on their paycheck or mm-hmm. thinking about how much they get paid and they were the ones who changed how much mm-hmm. they get paid. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Yeah. Right. And making sort of an agenda to 
get more money at yep. the end of the day. And also, just a little fun fact that a lot of people don't know is that Donald Trump is the only president who was at who asked deliberately to only be paid a dollar a year. Because he had to legally. Oh, did he? Yeah, he legally. I didn't know that. He legally has to get paid. The the president legally has to get paid by the by law and the constitution, one or the other. Right. That's right. why he took a dollar. Oh, okay. Yes. So I knew that. Yeah. Um, and that's why he did a dollar. Yep. And so if you guys are really about judging a person's character by actions, then just think about that. What president would do that? If there's one thing that I would want anyone to get from this episode here alone, that is actions speak louder than words Mm -hmm. and correlation does not mean causation. Right. Exactly. Think of those two things always in the back of your head. And with the correlation does not equal causation, I just have one more point with that is that, okay, yes, we see that with the emergence of social media, Right now, uh, last time I checked, 2019, close to 80% of Americans had a social media platform of some sort. Isn't that nuts? Close to 80%. And kids are starting to get it. Like moms will reserve names for kids. That's derangement. I'm sorry. Wait, reserve names? Right. So that when their kid is old enough to like be posting on themselves, they already have the account. After nuts. they've monitored it for years. Like claiming a Gmail account whenever yeah. you're like, oh, I need to make a Gmail. Like no one clearly has my name. Of right. course I can put my first and last. Right. But it's wow. like, imagine your mom making a Gmail account for you. and What if you change it. your name? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. What if you change your name? But anyway, so we see with the emergence of social media, this increase in depression and <clears throat> anxiety, lower self-esteem, inattention, poor sleep, all that stuff. We're seeing a correlation, but again, those are correlational studies and those are based off observations. And like you said, correlation does not equal causation. Mm -hmm. So yes, depression, anxiety, all that terrible self-degrading stuff increased with the emergence of social media, but maybe people who are naturally or people who are genuinely depressed and anxious, maybe they just tend to use social media more. So it's not really social mm. media playing this. It's not really social media making them depressed. It's them already being depressed and then using social media excessively because yeah. they are depressed. Yeah. So if that's, you know, take it, take that as you want. Um, if that's the case and it always comes back to the self again, ask yourself, are you using social media wisely or responsibly like for me i i decided when i started learning about how social media effect affected my brain i decided to stop posting completely for like Mm -hmm. a year i went like quiet and i actually lost a lot more followers when i did that than when i came out supporting trump in Mm -hmm. 2020 that's interesting which is really weird i wasn't expecting that but um oh my gosh i forgot what i was gonna say that when i realized Oh, yeah. So when I realized how social media was affecting my brain, um, I started, you know, limiting my usage. I stopped posting photos of myself because why would I post photos of myself? Mm -hmm. You know, it's because I wanted people to tell me I'm pretty. It's because I wanted people to just compliment me because I was bored. I was like lonely. That's why. And so when I stopped doing all that stuff, 
I got back to myself and I realized people don't need to be looking at this pretty face for me to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so now I use social media, but I only use it for information um, content, informational content. Which I, I, I don't, I want to be clear. I don't, I don't think social media ever meant to be where it is today. Exactly. I do, except for Mark Zuckerberg. I think that guy's a little... They did. Electric. They did mention. <laughs> they did mention when they first was were starting this. They thought about you know the the dark side that it could lead to. They did think about that. Mm. Like See, that was up in discussion. Oh, I mean, we had movies like we had movies about it. Mm-hmm. We had movies about robots with like iRobot. Oh my gosh, the fact mm-hmm. that Hanson Robotics wants to start selling their robot commercially, bad idea. I have watched iRobot way too many times, and then with the addition of Alexa absolutely mm-hmm. horrible idea uh i personally i could see irobot being a amazon yeah oh yeah 100 percent. because you've already got that, that's the thing about uh, we're getting off topic again of disconnectivity <laughs> uh maybe we should say that for another yeah. episode um uh, i don't know i all this technology has just really really inhibited the the human ability to like create those personal connections and create that meaningful mm-hmm. conversation that they need mm-hmm. to grow they and to and establish it, self-regulating yeah. emotional self-regulating well, well they, they they lack the ability to i think we lack the ability because I've, I've had to come to terms with this i had to literally delete my old twitter account and mm-hmm. start anew because i re- like after a certain point i was only seeing the stuff that was pissing me off mm-hmm. Same thing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It, it, like right. when you take a sabbatical and you sit back for a little bit and you're like, damn, literally everything on my social media is negative. Mm-hmm. I'm so upset mm-hmm. about everything. I feel like I need to say right. something about everything. Right. Like the algorithm knows that. Right. It's like, why are you, why are you so um, like negative or on, on edge all the time? Well, it's probably because you're watching news mm-hmm. and open, opening a bunch of social media platforms that are particularly showing you, shoving this information. needle theory. Right. They're shoving this information in your face so you could feel a certain way and you vibrate on that level all freaking day. Oh, your, your anxiety is just going to shoot through mm-hmm. the roof. Like you're, you're going to think everything's wrong in the mm-hmm. world. Like nothing mm-hmm. like, and I think that's the other thing too, is we, our generation definitely does think that there's so much wrong in the world right. that we can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And we're so anxious about that that we're just kind of just like, well, might as well give up. Mm-hmm. Well, they never talk about the good in the world. No. Cause it's, if not, you it's less exciting. It's less views. Try less looking at life half glass half full rather than half empty all the time or just 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause right. you need to have that self-regulating to be able to be like, Hmm. Today, the entire world is just going to end. Mm-hmm. You need to, and, but then the next day, just be like, today's actually a yeah. pretty good day. Birds are chirping. Your, your, your way of thinking completely opens up. If you start thinking of your failures as missed opportunities right. or an opportunity to improve, life will be so much better. Right. Yeah. And you'd probably prevent it from happening again. Right. Yeah. And like, so like, and I feel like, um, for me, a lot about the disconnectivity, and I've already said this, is with the self. <laughs> Come on, puppy. Um, <laughs> Sorry totally, about that, guys. I totally forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, just again, it, it, it really comes down to the self because we're all responsible. Just like I was saying with parents, it's like, yes, your parents could be the worst. Uh-huh. But what are you doing 
also to try to make that relationship with your parent a little better. Right. You know, why don't you have responsibility? Completely agree. Like we need to take responsibility for the fail- the successes mm-hmm. and the failures in our life. Right. There's some things that are definitely impacted mm-hmm. by other people, but how you look at that current mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. in that current space and time. Right. That's on you. Exactly. Changing your perspective changes your experience. And mm-hmm. if you decide to perceive things in a negative, um, judgmental, judgmental, condescending way, then you will be that person. You will embody the thoughts that you project. Just like if you were to look at someone and give them the benefit of the doubt or compliment on something that you genuinely like about them right. or just, you know, just be open minded about the person then you're going to have a better experience because that is how you went into the situation. If you went into the situation open-minded, you're going to have that experience. And it all... Aww, she just hit her head. Um, it comes down to self-responsibility also. Definitely. With this disconnect. Self-actualization. Right, because there's a disconnect with community. What are you going to do to reconnect with your community? Mm-hmm. With your community, what can you do? And and evaluate, what can you do by yourself? First you gotta, of all? But you got to start with the family first. You, gotta, oh, yeah. you, ha- you mm-hmm. need to start with that, the self, that family, one the thing. Like, that's not one thing that's always going to be constant. Mm-hmm. Unless you completely mess that up for yourself because right. i've witnessed it where parents will try anything and everything to make sure that mm-hmm. their kids have a good life and right. that kid just completely they, they craps on them it. yeah they don't appreciate it so again it goes to this bi-directionality this mutual level of respect yeah. we can't just be blo- throwing the blame game we've thrown the blame game early on as a child to our parents and now we're doing it with other high-ranking officials of just putting the blame game Let's take it back a notch and just think about yourself as a person and how you are perceiving these certain issues in your life and how are you going to confront it. Again, changing your perspective changes your experience. And that's that. Exactly. Don't think of it as the end of the world. Think of it Mm -hmm. as an opportunity for growth and change. Right. So, well, I think we're going to wrap up this episode for this time. Uh, make sure you stay tuned with us. Make sure you follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Isana underscore username. And then mine is at Toby underscore or not or underscore <laughs> not underscore Toby. Um, we'll also be posting all of our stuff there for the actual channel for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um also, we made an Instagram for the podcast. Yes. The Tea Table Podcast. In all honesty, that's the Instagram I was looking for. Oh, Because really? <laughs> I don't remember it off the top of my I head. I think it's the Tea Table Podcast. Let's look it up real quick. Hold on, let me check real quick. Okay, yeah. Tea Table Podcast all together. There we go. At Tea Table Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Get some live updates. And we'll also be asking some questions there because we would love to be able to be a little bit more interactive with our audience um, even though we only have 14 listeners at this moment, uh, we would definitely love to be able to get some more and just start taking some questions, some topics to talk about, um, and just give our wonderful millennial, exennial opinion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, try to reconnect with yourself, your family, and your community. Yes. We'll see you Thank later you. on the table. Bye, y'all. Bye.